What is going on, everybody? It is your guy, Retro Lag, and welcome to the first episode of Bleep Blue, a podcast about games. <laughs> All right, so what is Bleep Blue? Bleep Blue is going to focus on gaming news. Uh, we're also going to cover once a month the hottest stories that I like and I think you'll like from the latest issue or issues of Game Informer magazine. Uh, eventually, we'll bring indie game interviews with developers, managers, and enthusiasts from the indie game industry. We're going to also talk about games I've showcased on my YouTube channel uh, as part of the Indie Games Collective. And lastly, we'll cover the next round of exclusive games that'll be coming out uh, whatever month we're on, in addition to demos that we've played that we want to share with you for your enjoyment. Now, not each episode is going to have all of these uh, topic or subject areas, whereas uh, more specifically, the episodes themselves will will be uh, centered around these things. So, for this episode, we're going to kick things off with the informer this is episode one on issue number 340 now this latest issue has the saints row reboot um and while we're not going to be covering the saints row game i want to take time to just say that i think this game looks pretty freaking dope i mean i watched some gameplay i believe it was from the ign youtube and it just looks really fun i mean a lot of people were kind of nervous and upset that, oh, they're going to be going a serious route and they're very woke. And, and I don't think it's going to be that. I think the story's going to be great. I think the devs really took time to just recraft a different variation of the, of the franchise, modernize it, bring it into this day and age. And some people, you know, purists and enthusiasts of the, of the franchise probably won't like that. But let's be realistic. In order to stay relevant, you always have to reinvent yourself. And developers are creators, and they can develop their ideas into great things. And I think that this will be uh, this will be no different. I think it'll be something just just as great. But in any case, we're not going to cover that. Um, We are going to cover some other stories now. Real quick, if you haven't picked up the Game Informer magazine. Do yourself a favor and go check it out, all right? They got some great stories. Some of the headlines are going to include Pokemon, Brilliant Diamond, and Shining Pearl. Uh, they cover Kenya, uh, Kenna, Bridge of Spirit, as well as Life is Strange, True Colors. Um, they got a lot, of, a lot of great material in there. But what we're going to be focusing on is, some, is I want to take a look at the South Korea-developed game from Pearl Abyss, uh, Doki V, or Doki V. Guardians of the Galaxy, which just released, uh, there's a segment where they focus on new horror games that are coming out, as well as some games that uh, were previewed and reviewed. So, without delay, let's get right started, okay? So, the first thing, Doki V. What, what is Doki V? So, Doki V, I'm going to give you the description, and this comes from their website, in addition to some additional information uh, that I got from gfinityesports.com. All right, so from the Doki V Pearl Abyss um, splash page, webpage, Doki V is an upcoming creature-collecting open-world action-adventure from Pearl Abyss filled with intriguing stories and set in a unique, vibrant world. Meet Doki V, whimsical creatures that live side-by-side with humans and encourage people's dreams from which they gain strength. 
the gorgeous and colorful world of Doki V is brimming with activities, stories, and experiences. So get ready to befriend tons of Doki V, embark on an adventure, and rock the world. Who knows? They may be dancing around you, even now. Now that's a pretty dope description, all right? Uh, when you think of the Doki B, think of them just kind of like very similar to Pokemon. And we'll dive in a little bit more. Now, if you're not familiar with Pearl Abyss, they're the ones that made Black Desert and Black Desert Mobile. Very big game. Um, and we pulled some more information. Like I said, this is going to come from uh, G, uh, GFinityEsports.com, uh, Doki B, Release Date Mobile. So initially, there was thoughts that Doki, Doki V was going to be a mobile game, but they're looking at it being, um, you know, cross, just multi-platform. So what is uh, the Doki V release date? As of right now, there's no official Doki V release date. Um, there's really no word on when it might come out. My assumption is that it's going to be sometime in the next year, if not around the Christmas holidays. I mean, it did look like it was pretty far along, but, you know... Um, what I've noticed, and I haven't really played Black Desert, but what it seems to me is that this studio really likes to polish the game and make sure that it's the top quality that it should be. So um, really no release date yet, so we'll have to just wait and see what happens with that. Is Doki V multiplayer? Now, again, all of this information that I'm giving you has been provided by Gfinity Esports. Dot com. All right, so if you want more of this story, make sure you go there. Uh, Pearl Abyss has stated that the game will still have both solo play and online co-op, allowing players to fight bosses together or play against each other in fun and friendly competitive events. What are Doki B in Doki V? Doki B are, Doki B are born from unresolved dreams and ambitions. The game focuses more on befriending them and exploring their unique stories. To befriend some of them will require special conditions, and they hint that you can also partner with these Doki B to become more powerful as the game goes on. Now, what are my thoughts? Again, so when I first saw this game, right, I saw it at Gamescom of this year, 2021. And at first, I was kind of dismissive of it. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, this looks like a little cute, artsy-fartsy kind of game. Not really my thing, right? But then I started to really pay attention to the trailer. And what I noticed was a lot of the environment, the open world, was almost like a play on some of your favorite places that you could think of, in addition to places from South Korea, where I actually have lived. So I immediately got interested. Then the music that they had was very catchy. And you st I started to look at the environments, and they weren't so reali ultra-realistic, but they still looked beautiful enough to where they made you want to explore them then when you started to look at the character designs and their abilities and then these little monsters and i was like okay this game actually looks like it has a lot to offer so i really got interested in it and i watched the trailer again and i haven't seen anything else from this game but i did see enough to say that I think this is going to be a game that a lot of people are going to be interested in. Uh, it looks very colorful, very exciting, sounds amazing in terms of music, and just from the looks of the actions and abilities of the characters and the exploration combined with what types of questing you can be doing. And then that's not to mention the monsters that we really haven't even seen a lot of. We've seen some of it, it looks like it's going to be a very well-packaged game 
that I would I would say is almost something similar to like what you've seen recently with Tales of Arise, a game that has so much to offer that a lot of people just kind of fall just sleep on it, um, which we're also going to be covering later in the episode, by the way. So what I would tell you is find out what you can. If these are the types of games you're interested in, go check them out. Again, there's a little bit of information inside the Game Informer magazine. It was enough to make me want to talk about it for you guys. Okay, moving right along. Next up, we're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy just released. At the time of this recording, uh, it released yesterday, the 26th of October. This is the newest Marvel game and is developed by Eidos Montreal and published by Square Enix or Square Enix, however you want to say it. Um, everything that I've seen in terms of reviews have given it like really high ratings. Uh, they're talking about lots of dialogue between the characters, amazing worlds. The soundtrack is impeccable. And if you're looking for a really good quality, unbiased review, go to land parties it's a podcast uh by a couple people that i know really great people so go check that out if you want uh they have it on their youtube videos it's their latest video the game guardians of the galaxy review check that out all right so it's a third person adventure um and i just really think it's being slept on i think a lot of people are 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 sleeping on this game i think it's because maybe they they feel some type of way about avengers but if you're if you're a Marvel slash Avengers enthusiast, loyalist, that didn't matter to you. And that's going to be the same with any game, right? You're always going to look at the, the quality things in a game as opposed to its flaws. But for the majority, a lot of people just didn't, in my opinion, really appreciate what Avengers had to offer. And I think that um, kind of plagued the initial success of Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it was just kind of announced came and comes out and people are like, eh, yeah, cool. But from everybody that's played it and reviewed it, it definitely has replayability. What I've seen, it really looks amazing. You combine that with the soundtrack, which parental discretion advised, DMCA, not really parental discretion, but warning if you're a streamer. But um, just if you're just a gamer, it's it's a fun game, and I'm definitely going to be taking a look at it uh, for a segment that I'm doing called uh, Next Exclusives. In addition to uh, the Spotlight series that I do right now, we're covering Far Cry. So again, it already came out. You can get it on Steam, uh, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, Xbox One. Uh, I don't know if you can get it on Switch. I don't think so, but it still looks like a lot of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to playing it here in the next week. So more to follow on Guardians of the Galaxy. And again, you can find this in the latest issue of Game Informer. And it's on page 63. <laughs> okay, now another segment that I want to cover, which is a, a, a one of the bigger stories inside of the issue is the Horror on the Horizon story. All right. Now, this story is written by Jill Grot. Grot. I apologize if I said the name wrong. Um, and they cover 21 games. Now, some of the games you probably already going to be popping up in your mind, like The Outlast Trials, 
Evil Dead, the game, Back for Blood, but there's other games as well. So I'm going to list for you the games that they that they mention, but we're only going to cover what I think are my standout titles in addition to my top choice and why. All right, so the Callisto Prog uh, Protocol, Forewarned, Unholy, Redfall, F Evil Dead the Game, The Outlast Trials, Martha is Dead, Dying Light 2, Stay Human, Scorn, Back for Blood, Darkest Dungeon 2, Fatal Frame, Maiden of Blackwater, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, Once Upon a Time in Roswell, Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, Sons of the Forest, Abandoned, State of Decay 3, Quantum Error, Ghostwire Tokyo, The Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes. So those are all the games that they mention with a little bit of a descript for each one. Make sure if you got the magazine or you you thinking about reading it, go pick it up. You can get the physical copies of Game Informer. You can subscribe online. Now my standout titles are The Callisto Protocol, Outlast Trials, Dying Light 2, Once Upon a Time in Roswell, House of Ashes, and Ghostwire Tokyo. Okay, so the Callisto Protocol, um, this was a game that uh, I can't remember if I saw it at E3 or at Gamescom. I want to say it was E3 of this year. And people immediately drew comparisons of this trailer to Dead Space, uh, the Dead Space franchise. So a lot of people thought, is this going to be like a... Um, a an offshoot of that series when in fact this is a completely different story so i went back and watched the red band trailer on youtube and this game looks dope to me yes it's definitely a horror game but it is also just a sci-fi game of course and it looks sick i mean it just looks sick like in the trailer you see the guy, he's in this in the cell, and then there's like, hey, something's going on, and there's like a robotic AI um, voice talking. Looks like it could be a director or something, telling everybody just relax, calm, stay calm. And then his roommate, he's like, hey, man, something ain't right, wake up. His roommate turns out to be a creature, and the creature... It almost did like a face sucker kind of thing where it put these tentacles in, in not just his mouth, but pretty much every opening of his body to include his, his eyes, his nose, his mouth, his ears. And it just basically is, I don't know if it's sucking the life out of him or, you know, impregnating him the way the face sucker does. But, um, but it, it just looked sick. And then there's a person who looks like, somebody nefarious in a boardroom and they're watching the monitor and then all of a sudden you just see a ship landing and it says you are clear to proceed or, or whatever like that and it's just like oh man it's already setting up what's about to happen so to me it just there's a lot still left to be um figured out but it looks dope and from my understanding the callisto is uh, one of Jupiter's moons. So that's why it's called 
the Callisto Protocol because they set out they set a colony there. Something happens, a reactionary force comes to the 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 settlement, and they have to figure out what's going on, and then the story just evolves from there. So that one is definitely at the top of my list. It's supposed to come out this next year. Really not a lot of other information out uh, from what I've seen. But this is one to watch out for if you are a fan of the sci-fi slash horror uh, games. Okay, the next one we're going to talk about is the Outlast Trials. Now, the Outlast Trials, I think I saw this again. I saw this at E3. Um, and then I saw it again at Gamescom. They showed another trailer. And for me, I tried to play the Outlast games, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm a wimp, all right? I'm a wimp when it comes to playing any type of horror game. And, and you know, like I've watched people speedrun them, and they're not that scary, but it's just, it's just the fact that you don't know what to expect when. So because of that, I just haven't been able to play it. But when I saw this one, I was interested because of the background story it has. You know, you're there's this organization or this company that is conducting these experiments on basically soldiers and you're one of them test experiments or test subjects and they want to from my assessment they want to see who lasts, who outlasts. It, it, that's why there are these trials. But you're trying to figure it out as well. So it makes you wonder, like, what is it setting up? Um, I can't recall if they said that it's a sequel or if it's a prequel. Uh, from what they say inside of the magazine, um, it just says it sets you in a decrepit hospital ward and tasks you with surviving a series of tests that are twisted, sadistic, and bizarre. So... Um, it really doesn't say, or if it's just in that universe, like, so I'm sure there's going to be more that comes out, uh, for this game, but it really looks good. I mean, if I was going to play any of them, cause I gotta be honest, I don't think I'll play Outlast one or two. I don't think I'll make it through them, but this one, I think I could play because of the story, what's involved, what I've seen. Um, it definitely has some gruesome elements to it, but it doesn't have that super duper jump scare i think that the others had but who knows maybe i'll wimp out on this one too the next one we're gonna go to which i've seen a lot about i'm sure you've seen a lot about is dying light 2 now dying light 2 i've watched gameplay watched background information on it i've seen dev talks and this game just looks dope it looks amazing the parkour elements look uh look amazing the the worlds look great um, the storyline looks like it's going to be great. Um, and then if you know anything about Dying Light 1, you saw how gruesome that was. This one looks like they're going to step it up a notch, especially considering that the first one came out a while ago. So this one, you coming out like within the next year, probably the next few months, is, by my assessment, going to be sp spruced up, cleaned up, uh, really bringing back people into the franchise so that way they can play both games, experience both of them. So Dying Light 2, I think this one is, is so high up on my radar that I'm definitely going to be doing an exclusive of it. 
probably put it in the spotlight when it does come out or shortly thereafter. And you should be checking it out as well. Now, here's one that I think is going to fall on deaf ears, but me being an indie game lover and appreciator, I had to mention this one. Once Upon a Time in Roswell. So basically, you are a police officer. I believe it's in like the 1940s. And you're investigating the disappearance of the, I think it's the Peterson family or the Patterson family. Um, the Peterson family in Roswell, New Mexico. So you're a very, you know, um, very straightforward black and white type of police officer, almost like that, that scientific type of approach. You don't really believe the hocus pocus that's out there. But if you remember Roswell in those days, this was around the time that the quote weather balloon or some say aliens crashed and the government tried to cover it up. So for me, watching the trailer and seeing the story, it leads me to believe that this is going to go around the, it's a psychological horror, but also kind of play around with the, the sci-fi aliens notion. And my theory is that while you're investigating this, you actually learn that maybe the, this family was abducted or they're part of these experiments um, that involve these aliens that have been found. Or maybe the aliens are the ones that are causing the, the visions or the apparitions that people or even this detective are seeing. But there's still so much to uncover that I can't even confirm if that's true or not. Um, this game is supposed to come out this year, but I would venture to say that it's not going to come out till next year. But it is one that, like I said, is just like the others, high up on my radar. It's one that I think you should check out. If you love just horror games in, its, in themselves, then check this out. All these games on this list, I think, are worthy of playing, uh, but not all of them fit into the genre of horror that I would probably play considering that I don't play them that much. But this one, for sure, even if it wasn't a horror game, I just like this. The title itself sells it to me. Once Upon a Time in Roswell. It sounds like it's supposed to be about a un, uh, disappearing per, uh, uh, missing person's story, but then there's aliens, there's horror apparitions and you're investigating in this town so it just looks really cool it looks like it looks really cool looks like it's gonna be really fun the last one on my list is house of ashes now house of ashes just came out on the 21st if i'm not mistaken this is the third entry to the dark pictures anthology series and from my understanding at the time of the release of the game another game got announced so there's another one that's going to be coming out next year. So I think this is really cool that they've done this where they've released a new game every year. And the House of Ashes, I've actually seen the uh, seen gameplay, seen the trailer. You're this, I don't know if you're this army unit or if you're this, it looks like you're an army unit and you're supposed to do a mission. Something goes awry. You're in a, like a cave with some ancient artifacts, but then... Like you start, like the soldiers start to have visions, soldiers start to disappear. Um, there's probably a lot more to unpack that I haven't even dived into yet. But 
out of the three, this one interested me the most. And I'm going to tell you why. I have a background from the military. So anytime there's like a play on something that has a military aesthetic to it, I have an interest to. I won't say that I'm a fan of every military tactical shooter that there is out there. But I do appreciate a good story that does involve some military elements to it. And this one does, um, especially in the way that they tell the story. So I think that's really cool. So the Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes, it's out now. If you go to Steam, you can actually get the bundle for, I believe it's $60. So you can get all three games or you could buy the standalone for $30. So it's again, it's available on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One and PC. Um, so check it out, you know, those are my spotlight games, but my standout game, my top choice, if it hasn't been already figured out, is Once Upon a Time in Roswell. Again, just from what I've seen in the trailer, just from what I've read in the description, this game, I think, is going to be one that really stands out, at least for me, uh, I always like these diamond in the rough games because I think that they not only look good, but they have a great story. Uh, the developers really take their, their times. The sound is, is really always top quality. And that's really with not just AAA titles or major releases, but also indie games as well. And I would go on a limb and say, if you don't play a lot of indie games, if you see something that you think is interesting, go check it out because chances are you're right. And you will see that there's a lot of love and care put into indie, uh, indie games. So those are my thoughts. I do, wanna, I do have an honorable mention, and that's Ghostwire Tokyo. Again, this was, um, I think the first trailer I saw was at E3. And then I saw a follow-up at uh, Gamescom. And it looks really cool. It's kind of hard to tell what it's specifically about, but it looks like you have some type of ability and there's either some type of ghostly force or maybe it's some nefarious organization that has some new type of technology that you're going to be battling. So a lot more to come out for that, but it does look very interesting, does look very cool, more on the AAA side. Okay, so... Again, Horror on the Horizon in the latest issue of Game Informer. Now let's go ahead and switch gears. We already talked about Guardians of the Galaxy. That's one of the previews that was from the, artic, uh, from the issue as well as Doki V. But some of the other ones um, that we're not going to talk about on this episode, but we're probably going to talk about late again in another episode, are uh, Tina... Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, that looks really cool. But I wanted to focus specifically on, a, on four titles, two of which most people are going to already know. And then the other two, I think, are a little bit further down the scale, more in the indie underground realm. Uh, but I know that all my indie folks out there would definitely know these games. So the first one we're going to talk about is Forza Horizon 5. Now, why do I bring this game up? Because I love racing games. I love racing games. And this game looks dope. I mean, it's set in Mexico. There's deserts. There's mountains. There's ice. There's jungles. There's water. There's over 400 cars. I mean, some of the game modes. Uh, I mean, you're, there's six Horizon Festivals. 
There's um, street races, dirt races, road races, cross-country races, and there's a new progression system. Um, the cars look beautiful. The soundtrack looks like it's uh, sounds like it's going to be fun. And not only that, when they released this game, they also released an official Forza Horizon 5 controller, which I was able to get my hands on. So when I play this game, you know I'm going to have that controller. More importantly than that, if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be a day one release on Game Pass. So if you don't got Game Pass, do yourself a favor and get it. It's definitely worth it. And when new releases come out and they're already on there, day one release, that makes it even that much more worth it. So this game I'm going to be playing a lot of, taking pictures of, driving cars, um, just in, and just exploring. And while we're exploring... Let's go ahead and shift to the other game that I want to talk about, which is Riders Republic. And Riders Republic is pretty much all outdoor type of uh, vehicles. You can uh, you can use bicycles, skis, snowboards, rocket wingsuits, paragliders, and a whole lot more. This was another game that was previewed at E3 as well as Gamescom. They showed some gameplay. I mean, massive open world. You can have these massive races with up to 64 players. There's a bunch of different um, races, various races, freestyle exhibitions. And and you also visit a lot of iconic uh, U.S. geographical locations. Sequoia Park, uh, Yosemite Valley, Zion National Park, just to name a few. And it looks beautiful and it looks fun. I mean, it just looks like a lot of fun. You can do this solo. You can do it with friends. Riders Republic, Forza, Horizon 5. Some cool games that are different from the action, adventure, story games. And just jumping a car, getting on a vehicle, and just going having fun. So check those out. Those are as well uh, in the preview section of the magazine. Now... We're going to also talk about a couple indie games. Now, the first one is Witchwood. Now, to give you a little bit of the description from the, the magazine, Witchwood puts you in the weathered old shoes of a swamp witch whose magic may be deployed to solve any number of problems. The witch has made an ill-advised dark pact and has no memory of how or why. As you journey, you try to find the answer, you interact with various fairy tale inspired characters, solve puzzles, cast curses, and enjoy the setting. Now, from what I've also learned, this is kind of like, um, I, for, oh, I forget what game they compared it to, but it was one of the standalone reasons why I was interested. I think there's a lot of crafting abilities that you can do in it. There's a lot of creative elements you can do in it. There's a lot of exploration. And it just looks really cool. And I've seen quite a few of my indie friends uh, play the demo. If I'm not mistaken, there was a demo that did come out. Um, and I didn't get my, my hands on it. But I know that if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be coming out relatively soon. So this is one if you are into these types of games, you're an indie lover, Definitely check out Witchwood. The next one, which I am absolutely looking forward to, is Replaced. Replaced is developed by Sad Cat Studios. I also did a YouTube video reacting to the game trailer, the announcement trailer, if I'm not mistaken, it was. And, and it's amazing. It's a 2.5D sci-fi game 
where it basically in alternate 1980s, you are an AI that's trapped in a human body against your own will. And you have to basically figure out why. And when you look at the environments, you look at the setting, you look at the color palette, you listen to the music and the sound design for this game. And if you love platformers, you love that post-apocalyptic cyberpunk vibe, you're going to love this game. It's going to be available on Xbox uh, Series X and S, Xbox One and PC. And it doesn't come out till next year, but this is at the top of my radar for sure replaced i mean i love first of all i love these types of games and second of all this i feel like is something different for the genre it to me it's it's very similar to the ascent and i think the ascent fell on a lot of people fell on a lot of people's uh just they, they fell on their ears you know it, it, it fell to the wayside a lot of people looked at some of the flaws that it had but me i enjoyed that game and i really do by the way i need to go back and finish it um, but that's that's another game that I'm talking about. These are great games that people don't take the time to dive into and they just fall by the wayside. So Replaced, Witchwood, two indie games, very different in style, but both equally fun in their own right. And I think y'all really need to take a look at them. Now, we're going to shift gears to a couple reviews. Um, they did do some reviews for Deathloop, Tales of Arise, Kenna, um, in addition to some other games, but the two we're going to focus on are going to be focused on are uh, Tales of Arise and Fist. Now, first, let's talk about Fist because Fist is a game that I think a lot of people don't know about. Um, Fist is another um, side-scrolling platformer. I think some people will want to call it a Metroidvania. I don't know if I'll go that far yet, but basically the characters are animals and it's set in a steampunk uh, futuristic type of environment where a fist is essentially like a mech weapon attachment that is exactly what it is it's a fist but you can upgrade it and it has different abilities well you're basically fighting this major corporation who is you know monopolizing and running things um, like most of these games are set. <clears throat> and one of your friends says that you guys should get back together and really challenge the status quo. <clears throat> Excuse me. You tell him you're not really not sure, you know, and then something happens and basically it puts you back into the fight. And I played the demo of this game and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving the, the customization ability or the upgrade abilities that you can get just in terms of um, what you can do for your character. The level design is really good. Um, the enemies are challenging. There's puzzles that are challenging as well. Um, it looks beautiful. Uh, Sound-wise, it's okay. I mean, you know, I think the soundtrack could be improved a little bit, but it doesn't detract from your experience. Um, this definitely already came out on PlayStation. I'm not sure if it's on Xbox or PC yet, but I do know that it is coming out relatively soon. Um, actually, I think it, no, I take that back. It is already out on PC now, but it did drop initially on PlayStation, um, before the other, the other systems. So Fist, Forged in Shadow, check it out. If you love platformers, you love that action adventure type stuff and it, and I'm sure you'll have fun. Now we're going to talk about a game that I didn't even think I was going to talk about on this episode. 
And I'm going to even go a step further with this game, and that is Tales of Arise. So Tales of Arise, I have never even heard of. I've never even played any of them, any of it. But apparently Tales of Arise is a JRPG um, as part of a bigger city or series. And everything I've seen from people has been nothing but praises for this game. And I've been really looking for an RPG that draws me in and allows me to do a lot of exploration. Um, if there's crafting, um, customizing, side stories, a really good main story, open world type of aesthetic, um, and, you know, beautiful on the eyes. Um, I didn't want it to be anything too... Uh, too campy, too cartoony, uh, and too down, too far down the rabbit hole of JRPGs. And I think this is, while it is deeper, I don't think it's as deep. Um, and I think that from the outside looking in, maybe that's the route they were going for. They wanted to pull in more more people to the to the franchise. So they added those elements that I mentioned that that do draw me into to games. Um, it got a 9.25 in Game Informer, but that's not really why I've been interested in it. I've just been seeing a lot of people talk about it. I've, I've been hearing nothing but good things about it, and it's something that I want to take a I, I want to take a deep dive into and really check out. Um, some of the standout standout things are the uh, the concept, the graphics, the sound, playability. Uh, the entertainment aspect, they go on to say uh, that there's a lot to do in Tales of Arise, set up camp, hook some fish, help townsfolk with missions of varying importance and more. The main plot is incredible, but the secondary stories you uncover are far more exciting and the replay value is moderate. So, I mean, 9.25 is really, really high. That further draws me in and I really want to know what is it all about? You know, will I enjoy it? And could this be the game that seals the deal that locks me into RPGs? Uh, you know, a lot of people jumped onto the, the, the Final Fantasy VII remake, and, and I didn't. Not because I didn't like it, not because I didn't think it was good. It looked very beautiful, but I just didn't jump into it because, to me, it felt like it still was confined to a specific type of gameplay wanted you to go down a certain storyline and I like games that allow you to do things on your at your own pace allow you to explore allow you to customize um, that was one of the reasons why I initially enjoyed um, Monster Hunter World because of that because you could kind of do things how you wanted to do never really dived back into it but it was a game that I did spend some time on and did experience and enjoy so I can understand people that still play it so for me, Tales of Arise, it's my diamond in the rough out of this whole um, issue this month. Um, but I will end by saying that the cover story, Saints Row, I think is definitely worth taking a look at, uh, which we plan on doing. So stay tuned for more information just in terms of videos, um, maybe some blog posts, something in the newsletter in the near future. But Tales of Arise is at the top of the list. So we're going to close this thing out. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoyed 
uh, the information that we brought to you. Game Informer has always been one of my favorite game magazines. I mean, it's really like one of the only ones I think I still continuously read. I have tons of back issues. I just love um, how the, the magazine is put together. It's key information, still going strong. And you guys need to appreciate the fact that there's still these, you know, these hard cover magazines in existence nowadays. A lot of people might say, well, they only focus on the developers that are paying them to. No, I think that they do a great job of covering what people want to see from both major titles all the way down to indie. I mean, they've went and covered things that still haven't came out from indie companies in addition to AAA companies. So if it's games, they're going to, as they say, inform you about the games. And that's what I appreciate, and that's why I want to bring it to you in the form of a podcast episode. Okay, like always with all podcasts, I want to say thank you for coming through. Make sure you go to, uh, you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you check it out, all right? And until the next episode, I'll catch you later, all right? Peace.